0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to 2020 Psych. I'm one of your hosts, Claire Kay, and I'm joined today by my father. I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself.
1: Hello, my name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm an American double board certified psychiatrist.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening to our first two episodes of the year. We hope that you've been enjoying what we've been talking about so far. Today, We want to circle back to a topic. This may be our second or third time speaking on it, Um, but but we want to talk about marijuana and or the medical term would be cannabis. We want to talk about cannabis use in kids and the effects that it has on the brains and development and social anxiety, etc., etc. So I want to start off by asking my dad what... Are the detrimental effects with cannabis and young kids on their brain?
1: Well, it's important for us to know that the amount of THC, which of course is the active ingredient in in cannabis, is a little different now than it was in the early 90s. So, people that are my generation and older need to understand that things are a little different than they were uh, before, in the sense that in the early 90s, when they would measure the concentration of THC, it was a little less than 4%. Now, the THC content is 15%. So, that's we're talking about a fourfold increase. And depending on the delivery mechanism, it can be even higher than that if uh, if kids are vaping it. So bearing that in mind that now we're talking about super potent marijuana and what it does to children, we can now start discussing about the severe effects that it has on their learning, their concentration, and their ability to focus. So we're taking this really Potent substance, and we're into, if we if it's getting introduced into a developing brain, the consequences are going to be far-reaching. So it can evolve into what, what's called uh, intellectual disabilities, learning disabilities. It's going to slow a child's development and their ability to comprehend and learn new things.
0: So let's say, because I, I know that the brain isn't fully formed until the age 25. Let's say a adolescent starts smoking around the age of 16, 17. Does that affect the way their brain develops by the time they turn 25? Like, will they be progressively slower than someone their same age that didn't smoke when they're when they turned twenty-five?
1: Definitely there's gonna be a detrimental effect on a child who's using cannabis' brain. That is without a doubt. And there's some ongoing studies that are are looking into that, but the research that we already have shows that it's it's causing not just academic issues, but emotional and psychologic and psychiatric ones as well. So in addition to it causing people to not think quite clearly and learn and so forth, it can also cause issues with anxiety, depression, and even psychosis.
0: Then that's something I kind of want to talk about because which in which you just mentioned earlier about you know cannabis being I think you said four percent potency back in the day um and now that it's like up to 15 percent I've seen stuff where it's like 25 27 percent in just the cannabis flower itself and I know like you also mentioned vape pens can be even extremely more potent I want to ask I want to follow up with that and ask about if back in the day, if there's any recording medical records of like people using cannabis who slipped into psychosis or had these types of effects, because could this be that this new strain of weed that's on the market now is what is causing all of these, these mental health complications because of the fact that they're pumping in different chemicals and processing it differently. Does that have anything to do with it?
1: Well, I remember that in the 90s, we were doing some research into whether or not cannabis even caused psychosis. It was actually debatable back then. However, now, there's no question that it can cause psychotic symptoms and maybe even be a precursor or a strong risk factor to developing such conditions as bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. So the interplay that it has with dopamine dopamine which is the the neurotransmitter that's responsible for psychotic symptoms There's, it's it's directly related and so it can definitely cause and produce these uh, these psychiatric symptoms
0: and so when you come across that now as a psychiatrist when you're treating patients and they're in a psychosis what's the window that you have to wait to rule out an actual like mental illness versus they're just in a cannabinoid induced psychosis?
1: Well, sometimes someone who comes in testing positive for cannabis they'll clear up within a couple of days, a few days, and they'll be psychosis free. However, when it lingers and they have persistent psychotic symptoms such as being really paranoid, maybe even hearing voices, It makes us wonder if they're uh, about to develop these other two conditions, either schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. So it's hard to make that distinction, uh, sometimes in a short stay. And we we do know that up to maybe 50% of patients that become psychotic when they're using cannabis will develop either bipolar or, or schizophrenia. Though at the time in the hospital, we're not really sure if they're going to clear up or not fully, or if this is, again, the prodrome of these uh, two uh, very serious uh, mental illnesses.
0: So one of the questions I've had, this is something that I used to hear a lot when I was younger, like around some of my friends, was that you couldn't get addicted to weed. Is that true or false? Can you get addicted to weed?
1: Well, you can definitely develop an addiction secondary to cannabis that, that's without a doubt and so what is an addiction well it's continued use despite having negative outcomes or or effects because of your use that uh, you you continue using despite uh, having difficulties with your school with your friendships with your family with your work that despite all that, despite having negative consequences, you continue u- using. That's what an addiction is. And you can definitely see that in cannabis. There's no doubt about that. And when they do surveys of drug rehabs of young adults, almost half of them are there because of cannabis. So that's definitely not rare. Uh, it, def- it So it's, there's strong evidence that marijuana does cause uh, addictions.
0: And what are the withdrawal symptoms for when you're coming down from cannabis?
1: It can be irritability, anxiety, um, outburst, um, depression, anxiety. those are some of the things that we see with patients are withdrawing from the cannabis.
0: And is that possible for that to be like a prolonged period of time type of thing? Let's say you've been smoking for a few years and then you decide to quit for whatever whatever reason that may be, you and you're dealing with these withdrawal system symptoms can that be drawn out to a few month process to where the the point where you think you could be medically diagnosed with let's say depression?
1: Well, I think it depending on the amount quantity that or quality of the cannabis that you were using yes you can definitely have a prolonged withdrawal period uh, you fortunately many of the patients that we see get over it relatively soon they don't go into this very long uh, withdrawal phase no it's usually short-lived thank goodness
0: And so what would you, what would you think would be like a solution to preventing kids from using marijuana? Because, you know, adults are going to be adults and, you know, it's the same kind of the same thing with drinking. People want to drink, they'll drink. But when it comes to a substance like cannabis, what's, how do we go about it in a, from your, you know, medical professional point of view, how would you go about preventing um, teenage usage?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that question. And, and we all know that kids don't grow up by themselves, right? They grow up with usually with parents. So parents play a big factor here in determining the attitudes that their kids are going to have with, uh, towards marijuana. So if you're a parent and you're smoking there's going to be a strong chance that your kid's going to grow up smoking too. So, there's studies that also show, depending on if you're an adult, a parent, when you started your cannabis usage, if you started as a teenager, as opposed to uh, having started when you were a young adult or late onset usage, that's going to have a direct effect on your child's perception and usage of cannabis as well which I that's that's sort of an interesting ongoing study right now but you have to explain to your child why it's not a good idea for them to to smoke if you're smoking yourself that's going to be a bit of a contradiction there so you have to check yourself if you're a parent and you're smoking how you are gonna justify that to your children so and, the, and it, it, the same applies to any drug. Alcohol is the same thing. If you're uh, drinking heavily at home or just drinking casually, quote, unquote, quote, then y- your, your children are still going to see that you're drinking. And so how do you justify that they don't drink? So if, if you want uh, your kids to grow up in a sober environment, you have to, as an adult, check your own status as a... As a a a smoker or a drinker yourself so these are those are things to think about
0: and let's also get into briefly what the effects of combining substances such as cannabis and alcohol together what the dangers of that could be
1: well there's a study that looked into exactly that question in college students and there's it's not really too surprising to learn that when you combine cannabis with alcohol, what's going to happen? Well, there's going to be reckless behavior. That's what's going to happen. And there's going to be more auto accidents. There's going to be more sexually transmitted diseases. And those those are the consequences of combining the cannabis with the alcohol. The alcohol is going to be disinhibiting, not like not as if cannabis isn't but when you combine those two drugs you're just asking for a bad outcome and that's what happens
0: so what else are you coming across in the hospital within the the young adult demographic when it comes to cannabis and other substance use
1: of late what we're seeing are patients that are coming in psychotic and violent and the violence usually is at home Uh, bizarre behavior their patients are paranoid, they're hearing voices. And we're also seeing, and it's quite sad too, when you see this in an 18-year-old, their thinking is slowed. They have a, a difficult time processing, almost as if they're demented or have schizophrenia. And that's pretty, like I said, very troublesome when you see that in a, in a teenager that they can't think Clearly, they can't think. Uh, clearly, they can't think fast. They're very slow to respond. Their responses are delayed, and 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 so that's what we're seeing of late, and and that's troubling to me because if they don't stop, my sense is that this may be permanent. And how sad would it be for a, a kid to go on to have permanent brain damage? I mean, to me, that's that's alarming. And I think it, it's a public health concern.
0: Well, I think one of the scarier aspects of this topic is the fact that, you know, there is a big push right now to legalize marijuana federally. It's been legalized statewide in a few different places, California being one of those places. And I think one of the things that's most terrifying is that you don't really know what you're smoking, At the end, truthfully, it may smell like weed, it may burn like weed, but if you're buying it from a random grower or something like that, you don't really know where your stuff is coming from and you don't know what's being sprayed on the flower, if that's what you do, or what other chemicals are being compounded into this vape pen that you can hit. Um, And I think that's probably one of the scary aspects is that you think. You're oh, I'm just smoking weed, I'm just getting high. Weed's natural, it's a plant, but then you're also smoking a list of other chemicals that you can't even pronounce because of how they grow it or how they make it. So I think that also plays a plays a big factor in the mental issues you're seeing with some of these patients coming up into the hospital because who really knows what entirely is comprised of the vape pen that they're hitting.
1: As as you point out, it's there's 36 states in in the United States that ha, where it's legal, and there's other countries where it's uh, pushes that uh, where it's legal as well. But just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's safe or good for you, and it doesn't affect everybody the same. Clearly, but those that are vulnerable, and that's most people, most kids in particular. Uh, it's not a good thing. So uh, it just, again, it's it's scary that it's quote-unquote legal when in reality it can be quite dangerous to, to our youth. So hence the reason for us opening up this discussion because it, it should be a matter of concern um, for parents and for society as a whole.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you found some insight in this episode. Cannabis can be a very polarizing topic for many of us. And so I hope that you're able to take away some good points. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at 2020 Psych Podcast on Instagram. But once again, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you have a great day wherever you are.